This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have KJ on from Jovio, and the topic today is going to be fantastic. I've been waiting for this podcast for a long time. It's doing better, but it's how the industry has failed ad tech. So we're going to jump right into it. KJ, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Jovio? Absolutely. Uh, thanks, William. Thanks for having us here. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone listening out there. I am uh, the founder of uh, Jovio, but uh, prior to that, uh, I founded on the company acquired by Indeed. I've been in the space for about uh, close to 20 plus years now, uh, uh, having been a part of the, the the strongest ship in the town that time called Monster.com from 2001 to 12. And uh, I'm constantly intrigued excited, disappointed, and, and a mix of emotions about the state of our industry and what we can do better and could not have asked for a better topic to talk with you, William. So, so I've, got, I've gotten in trouble for saying that HR tech in general is about 10 to 15 years behind sales or, or, or marketing technology. So, <laughs> so, so I've gotten myself into some hot water because when someone just showed me, you know, a program app, programmatic or they show me something uh, the crm solution i'm like yeah you know salesforce has been around for 25 years so like you know this isn't new it's new to us and for a lot of practitioners these things are new but they're not necessarily new in terms of like other industries are doing these and actually doing them rather well so what do you what do you see in ad tech like when you look at ad tech you're like oh wow they're they're 10 years ahead of us. <laughs> if you got in trouble by saying uh, for what you said in the past, then I think I'm in a very, very big trouble today. <laughs> so uh, I don't think we are at a point to even start to compare ad tech with the state of recruitment advertising. Right. Uh, honestly, right? It's, it's not even apples to apples in my mind. I think it's so far off. I think uh, the right way to look at, and if you were to try to bring an apples to apple comparison, Think about uh, ad tech industry as an adult, and uh, and uh, the adult was a child sometime. HR industry or or the the, the ad tech part of the HR tech industry today is in a uh, child phase. Right. So so the best way to compare it is what was it like when ad tech was in in the same similar stage, and uh, and how it evolved from there. What were the uh, what are the evolutionary uh, triggers? that made it become what it became today. And, and therefore, the conversation could become a lot more interesting over it can be. But if I were to answer that question succinctly, I would say we're at least 10 years, if not more behind the ad tech yeah. space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's deal with it. I love the way that you phrase this, evolutionary uh, triggers. So if we're a child, and, and again, we're, we're talking as adults about a very specific part of our, of our industry and the technologies that serve that. If we're a child, what's 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 adolescence looks like? All right, sure. So you know, I, I let me start with the definition of 
child and ad tech writer, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, an yeah. early 2000s writer. And then th that, that will allow us to have a baseline of how we compare the current state of, I don't know what's a better word for it, but ad tech and HR tech. Yeah, I think that's uh, the best way. So, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, right, uh, there was no measurement of the quality of traffic, right? Uh, it was always about my word is the truth. Uh, you know, the source of truth was the supplier or for right. that matter, the early stage platforms. Uh, they had absolute power, right? And absolute power, what does it do? We all know that. Um, and there were all kinds of wrong things that were happening, right? The fraud, the bots, the foreign flakes, duplicates. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, it was it was a place where you could not connect the dots from the original traffic to a lead getting concluded into a purchase right that's what the consumer technology was all about to make sure that a consumer is able to buy that product and so there was no connecting the dots at all right there's no tracking it was just a wild wild west now uh, if you look at today right and i'm talking about three years back uh, uh, I, I remember the day in, in the early stages of Jovio when we would go to our customers and we would show that, hey, 20% of our traffic is bots. That was the aha moment. They're like, wow, we are paying 20% of our entire dollars for bots, the click that never existed. And, and not for nobody's fault. I'm not saying it is all intentional. A lot of bots are done to scrape somebody's systems and jobs. and But the payment was happening nevertheless. Now, Foreign clicks, duplicate clicks, right? Uh, and I and I can keep on going on about uh, some of these kind of clicks. And and now, as you as you could imagine, at, at that point of time, there was no download funnel tracking. Nobody knew if I'm paying X dollars uh, for a certain media, how many of that clicks that I generated result into down the stream funnel conversions, whether it is right. shortlist or interview or higher. And and when that measurement does not exist. Uh, 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 it is very hard to improve your buying decisions, right? You may be buying from someone and I have had, and I'm not talking about too long back, about three years back, a customer of ours, a large hospital chain in the US showed that they spend almost $50,000 uh, in, in the ballpark on two different job boards, having made one hire, only when we showed them the down the stream con conversions. And the other job board they were spending 20, 20, 10 or $20,000 because the cost per click was more expensive, gave them on average of $500, $600 a hire. So, so, you know, it's only then that this industry started trying to say, let's connect the dots downstream. Now, the next stage, and which is the perhaps the, the, the defining moment of ad tech stage was the implosion state, right? Uh, in the stage one, there were massive number of acquisitions in that tech space. I can literally count 10 in my fingers. Uh, uh, and this implosion uh, is also, we can call it a realization stage, right? Where uh, one of the first companies in that tech space or DSP called Rocket Fuel, mm -hmm. uh, they went public. Uh, if I'm not wrong, it was like a three to $5 billion uh, uh, valuation. And, uh, and as soon as they went public, they had to clearly talk about their margins. And, uh, and the margins were in such, they were 70%, they were 60, 70, 80%. Like yeah. in that range, that customer said, uh uh, take a break. You said you were a platform, but how come you're making that much margin? That means what we're paying for is not what we're getting. There's a lot going in your pockets. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they're like, hey, you're not a platform, you're a middleman, right? Uh, there was a line between the fair and unfair 
Right. That was getting lost. And people started questioning that. There was a lot of realization. Uh, people started asking for, hey, we're not going to have an arbitrage. We're not going to have a, a, a completely opaque, opaque or a blind networks. We want some kind of a, a transparency work into it. Uh, uh, people started questioning a lot of sub-syndication that was still happening out there. Uh, and, uh, and in that stage, when the hands of the suppliers and DSPs were being forced to change, uh, the sophistication of the wrongdoing in that industry became much better. That means the, the bad things were still happening, but the, the bad actors became a lot more sophisticated. So good and bad traffic was, was getting uh, mixed and adulterated. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that was the time we started seeing the retargeting and the use of the word like data science and machine learning and AI. But in reality, it was nothing but retargeting. Uh, right. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a dumb retargeting to to say the least. Right. It is not even getting better at it. And that was, you know, retargeting was just basically to attract clicks. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And that was the late two thousands. And right. now, now I would say we are more or less in the in the A and B stage, right? Moving from A to B. Uh, and in some ways we are in the B phase, some ways we are still getting out of A to B. Uh, during the B phase to C phase, there's a conversation about standardizing the definitions of what does the quality mean, the relevance of the traffic. Uh, 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 back in that ecosystem, the suppliers and the real buyers, which were the, the large giants like Nikes and GMs and, and those you know, of the world, they came on the table together and said, let's agree on the right definition of traffic. Uh, uh, you know, Google and Facebook in the early 2010s became very, very big, right? Uh, uh, so that also forced the hand. Uh, there were platforms that came up as a clear SaaS and managed services platforms, right? So it is, it is no more as we are the source as well as a platform, right? The, the exchanges, the ad networks, uh, uh, you know, evolved. And during the time, during that time, you start seeing emergence of uh, the industry into the segments of the industry, the sub-segments of the industry, like the supply side platforms, the ad exchanges, DSPs, data management platforms, uh, uh, ad servers, uh, trade desks, which are like managed services divisions. So there was very clear distinction of what I do versus what you do. And uh, and the you know user cohorts were being made, uh, audience creation, uh, uh, behavioral patterns were starting to be seen. And then we come to the late 2010s, which is pretty much now it's going on, is just industry has gone to a whole different level, right? I, I think it's gone so beyond, um, uh, uh, it's, it's about header bidding. Uh, it's about uh, 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 a cookie list tracking, right? It's about, I won't even know the PII, the GDPR has come in, the regulations have tightened the, the ship around how things were done. So the, the, the industry has gone through a cycle and now in a phase of reinventing itself to see how we can do personalized targeting without knowing the person and how we can use fingerprinting technology to kind of forward that case. So that's, if I were to call it this way, uh, uh, our industry is still stuck because there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, most of the players, right, are not talking in transparency, transparency out there. Right. People are not able to see source. There's no, there's no control on sub-syndication, right? Uh, uh, I can see the same job coming to us from at least 20 different sources, but the employer is still the same because somebody is sending a job to someone X and the X is sending a job to Y, Y is sending the job to Z and they're all buying from each other. So, you know, the user experience sucks as a result of it. I'm, I'm sorry for my language, but no, you're good. You know, it, it is what it is, right? So, so I think we are at a point where uh, we have not 
we are not truly technology first. So as much as we may say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a statement, a bold statement here, which I hope I don't uh, stand to regret later is there's nothing programmatic about programmatic advertising today. Right. Right. It is all fixed bits. It's all, uh, there's nothing real time. There's no, like if you, if you think about it, right. Uh, suppliers of the ad tech system openly shared the data and the traffic data, their data of every single page with, uh, you know, ad exchanges and data management platforms to allow for real time bidding in our industry. No supplier ever wants to do that because they're all <laughs> afraid and fearful that I'm exposing my data. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, and, and one thing that is very interesting that is happening is this juxtaposition of the most sophisticated buyers uh, who are actually dealing with ad tech space, the, the likes of the largest staffing companies in the world, the likes of the largest gig companies like, you know, out there in the world, the Ubers of the world, uh, the, uh, uh, those are the players who are saying, hey, we know what the entire ad tech is. We are the gurus of that. And they are actually trying to force the hand of this industry to change. So I'm, I have a feeling that this industry that we have right now is not going to stay forever behind. There will be a generational leap that will happen, assured by the, 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 the big buyers in the industry who are used to playing in the ad tech space like it is the 2020s, not 2010s. So too much. No, no, no. This is, this is, I mean, first of all, I've got, I've got like 40 questions. So first thing is, is if, if we don't call programmatic programmatic right now, which is exactly correct. Um, what is it that we, that we, that we, that we should call it? And then, I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think we should call it simple pay for performance today. Yeah. At least what we have done is right. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who is, uh, uh, you know, who has built the first truly uh, pay for performance job board in Europe. Uh, uh, and and uh, you know, he is the CEO of this company. And uh, he's like, hey, it's truly pay for performance only when you track down the funnel. Because at least you know what's converting. Programmatic is when machines are making a real time decisions. And that isn't happening because no. until the supplies play ball, it won't happen. And pay for performance isn't a bad thing. I mean that that's there's there's that's not a bad word. That's not a bad phrase. These aren't bad things. It's it's misleading to call it programmatic because it's not truly programmatic yet. It, it will be. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, but I you know I, I wanted to ba back up for a second because I think when when people listen to this they're going to be like, why are we talking about ad tech? Okay. On some level, one of the things we're trying to we're trying to solve for is source of hire. Mm -hmm. What are what's working? Where do candidates actually come from? Without making some assumptions, uh, is is that do I have the algebra right? Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. It's a it's an attribution problem, the classic attribution problem, the first click, the last click, the middle clicks, right? Right. Uh, so that's that. Actually, is a very very good question, and the reason I say that is because the origin of our uh, Jovio was trying to solve that problem, uh, only to realize that. The job boards will never share the data of user clicks. That's right. So I would never know, right? Who went to the first click happened on, let's say, Indeed, and the last click may have happened on LinkedIn, and the middle clicks could have happened on, you know, Stack Overflow and come out of some of those sites. That engineer might have clicked eventually through LinkedIn, but then the first click has a lot of value because the job discovery happened on the first click. The user might have gone to LinkedIn to research the job and eventually click on that job, right? And 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 without the first click, without the attribution to Indeed, the journey of the user would not have even started. 
So the point I'm trying to make here is uh, the source of hire, uh, uh, if you were to make it as a last click, right? That I think the industry has largely, I wouldn't say solved, but at least are aware enough to want to solve it. Right. They see the value of it. But I don't think uh, the first click, even though people are talking about it and they're, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of smart, really, really astute, uh, uh, you know, top of the shelf uh, talent acquisition leaders who, who still think about it and, and want to solve it, but they have to work, you know, there has to be a forum where the biggest buyers in the world, the direct enterprise employers and biggest suppliers have to sit on a seat of table and say, let's create an industries in, you know, IAB. Let's create an industry's data exchange or data platform where all of you will share your data anonymously and then everybody can see the user journey. Otherwise, it's, it's just not going to be possible. Right. And what's interesting is it further complicates once people make that application. I mean, first of all, just to know the data of source of hire to application would be great. Okay. So if we add total clarity into what's working and, and the different steps would be great. But it would also be great <laughs> as it, if it continued through the uh, the ATS process and all the way into onboarding Correct. so that we could know, you know, closed loop, we could actually know source of hire all the way to onboarding and, you know, future terms we'd want to know into performance, like what actually worked both in how to find those candidates, but also what worked in the organization. Uh, so I wanted to ask uh, the question of what, what should, as you know, people now when they listen to this podcast, they're going to feel like, okay, I get it. I know, understand. What should they be asking, you know, what we would call programmatic uh, performer or programmatic uh, performers, but now let's, let's just say to pay for performance and just stick with it. For all the vendors that are in that space, what are questions that they should be asking of those vendors? Oh, God. Okay, I'll make it very simple answer. If I was the buyer and I would have four companies coming to me and pitching for it, I'll just ask a simple question. Do an audit of my programmatic media buying and come and tell me where I'm doing a bad job. Now, what I mean by that is every single job I'm advertising out there is out there, right? It's in the public view. Tell me where I'm sourcing the jobs wrong, uh, whether I'm posting the wrong job board, where I'm or I'm posting the wrong locations, when I or my content is wrong, and and come to me and, and advise me, not just about what media buying should I do or can I get it cheaper, not that kind of predictive analytic, which I think is basically impossible to predict since we are not in a real time world. Right. Right. Everybody can say, but if tomorrow a large job board changes algorithm, there's no predictive media buying. But there's a lot of insights that exist about job seeker behavior. Right. Uh, let's get deeper into that at a company level. Uh, everybody talks about at a industry level, at a category level. I, I, I even I call that as useless. Right. Get specific to a company standard level and say, okay, all right, uh, this is where this is the company you're losing most of your job seekers to this com competitor, or this is where you typically have a good brand recall in this state, and this is where you're gaining your uh, people from. And let's go and target those people. Uh, uh, and then bring out strategies as an evolution of what the company is currently doing. Uh, the other thing I can ask about is what kind of a transparency are you giving, right? Uh, can I see every single source in your ecosystem? Not just a blind exchange, every single source. The third question I'll ask is, uh, do you have an ability to stop sub-syndication? Because I don't want to compete with myself. 
And I'm going to call it out, right? right. Uh, uh, a large company, right? And I'm, I hope it doesn't go the wrong way, but Amazon pays 3x to 5x because it ends up competing with itself. Right, right. <laughs> the different divisions have the similar jobs going to the same location and they're trying to outbid each other. And and that is, I think, the, the bad part of this industry, right? Uh, stop the sub-syndication, control it. One of our customers did it, and they saw about 40% decrease in cost per hire just by removing that sub-syndication part of it. And as you go further and further into it, right, uh, we should ask questions that, uh, do you really, really know that uh, what time of the day, or what day of the week uh, is a technology tuned to accordingly change campaigns and, and spend according to that, right? Could you could you control a job level budget so that the hard to fill jobs are the ones which actually get the clicks? Uh, is your system completely automated where based on a sequence of complicated rules or even for that matter, auto bidder, right? As they call, right now auto bidders in the industry are nothing but a set of rules and people are trying to fool everybody else saying that we have an auto bidder. There's nothing like that. It's set of rules and a concoction of that that creates it. But at least show me a proof of that. Show me through logs that if right. you are changing bids, it is done for a reason. Right. It's like, you know, demand proof for everything that, that you're getting. You know, Sorry it's, if it's, I just went on. No, no, it's it's wonderful because it's, I've always thought of programmatic pay for performance in the sense of here's it helps you with the where and where and how much. So if you don't know... If you know, let's say you're new to the job and it's a new job for you, you have no idea what you should set aside. Uh, so that's the how much and then where should that be put. Uh, paper performance programmatic uh, can help you with that to start you on that journey. What you've just added is another layer, which I think is beautiful, is when. So it's the where, when, how much. Uh, probably even goes further and deeper than that. But this idea, because we. We can do this in social. Like we know when people are going to be on Twitter. Uh, you know, you, you know, we know this in Facebook. We know this in Instagram or TikTok, etc. Like, why don't we know this about full stack developers? <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, they're looking at jobs at a particular time on on whatever site you know that that we're looking at. So I love the, the fact that you know we're thinking about when. Um, let's let's deal with kind of. The next, the next things that we obviously we we went from child uh, to adolescence and and then an adult and understanding what what do you see just this year maybe even into next year is just kind of the next evolutionary step for us. Mm, next evolutionary step. Um, I I can say I can hope this would happen. I'm nobody to predict. Uh, but I can really hope that a consortium of the biggest direct employees in the world and the biggest suppliers in the world and the biggest platforms in the world will come together and say we agree with one standard rule. Uh, that because it's an easy win, right? It's a low hanging fruit. Much more tougher, which I hope happens, but I I doubt it will happen because I'm being realistic. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm a ninety percent cases. I'm a diehard optimist, but in this case, I can say let me be realistic. Here is is uh, Open up your traffic uh, mm -hmm. uh, insights and data and, and share your, anonymize your clicks and share it with each other so that we all know the user journey. We all know the first click and the last click. We, we can all, therefore, the platforms can work with ad servers to enable real-time bidding. Let the best job board win. 
let the best uh, 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 job seeker eventually win. That is what it is all about. So I think that I hope will happen next three years or four years or five years maybe. Uh, uh, the third thing I would say that uh, I hope happens in the industry is, uh, and this is, uh, you know, uh, I've seen that uh, about 10 to 20% of talent acquisition professions are extremely astute. Uh, uh, they're constantly investing in learning, building their tech stacks ahead of the curve. Uh, but there's a there is a lot of work that is required in the general recruitment marketing world right. to try and learn about how ad tech is because the real revolution will come from them, right? Uh, you know, a couple of people holding the banner up will not change the country, right? It has to be the masses that have to rise up and say, I'm going to change this company or I'm going to change this country and I'm going to change this industry. And everybody has to start demanding it, right? The revolution will either come from suppliers uh, uh, trying to get a revolution going or the buyers. Uh, you know, it's been 20 years, 25 years, suppliers have been there in our industry and the revolution hasn't happened. Right. right. I think the buyers should get educated and somebody should take it upon them. And maybe a third party industry forum, like uh, this industry's IAB or for that matter, something mm-hmm. else that would undertake uh, the effort, a shirm or for that matter, some of these, uh, uh, you know, places should bring very deep down recruitment marketing courses, which will educate the masses on this. Yeah, because, I mean, as the audience is listening, the, the, the incentive for job boards to get together and to create standards isn't there because um, for obvious reasons, they're going to have to show traffic and they don't want to show traffic. But if the pay for performance programmatic all the large branding agencies, et cetera, if they all kind of got together and basically demanded standards, then then standards would, uh, shocking, not shocking, standards would then exist. Correct. I love it. This has been fantastic, KJ. Thank you so much for coming on the show and also thank you for educating us with ad tech. Thank you so much, William. Thanks for having me today. And I always have always enjoyed the conversations with you. So I appreciate that. Vice versa. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.